Sunday, August the 29th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We're coming into land at the end of the book of James and we're going to look today at the final verses that he leaves with the churches that he's writing to around the diaspora. So there's a whole group of churches spread about trying to love and serve God in what was for them difficult and turbulent times. Sound familiar? Hey, that's us. We're one of those churches spread out around the world in difficult and turbulent times, trying to work out how to serve God, to love him and to live for him. And he ends by talking to them about something that we all know is true, but find it hard perhaps to keep going with it. And that's prayer. Not just any prayer. He's talking about the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, or at least that's the way it's headed in the translation that I've just been uh, looking at. Maybe there's a different heading in your Bible, but nevertheless, you will know that for James, it's about faith and action, faith and deeds here, faith and prayer, the prayer of faith. He's not talking about perhaps two kinds of things that you and I get engaged in. The first of those is private prayer. It's absolutely right that you should go, as the Bible says, or as Jesus said, into your closet, close the door, no one knows you're there, no one knows what's going on, and pray to God. We talked a few weeks ago about our devotional life, didn't we, and and the way that we read God's word. That's absolutely right and proper that we should do that. But James doesn't seem to be talking about that. And he's not talking about something else that I think is quite common in our Christian circles. And we listen to something from someone and we say, oh, I will pray for that. Or I will pray for you in the future. And what we mean is that when we're alone, when we're no, when no one's looking, when we're by ourselves, then we will pray for them. Or perhaps sometimes what we mean is, When we're by ourselves, we'll forget that we even said that we would pray for them. How many times have you said you'll pray for someone and not do it? I'm I'm trying really hard to make sure that when I say I will pray, that I will. I'll put a reminder, I'll put a memory, I'll make a note, whatever it is, to make sure that I fulfill that promise. All of those things might be good. Going into your closet, saying that you will pray, providing that you do. But James doesn't seem to be talking about that here. He's talking about what he calls the prayer of faith. And it requires, I'm going to suggest, three things. And perhaps it's the middle one of those three that makes it distinctive. The first thing that the prayer of faith requires is honesty. Honesty. You need to be honest with others when you need prayer. If you're ill, be honest about it. If you're struggling with a sin, in other words, you need healing on the inside. It's all healing, isn't it? Whether it's outside or inside, our external physical bodies, our internal spiritual bodies, minds, emotions, and so on. Uh, We need to be honest. I need to be honest to say, do you know what? I need help. I need prayer. I am sick in some way. Physically or spiritually, I'm not all that I should be. I'm not a whole in the way that the book of James promises. 
I need to be honest. Burlington family, let's do even more to create a culture of honesty where we say to one another, I need prayer. I'm sick because my physical body is not what it should be. I'm sick because my mind is not in the place of wholeness that it should be in. I'm sick because I I keep behaving in this way. I keep thinking these thoughts. I keep struggling with this sin. I I need to be honest with you uh, about it. Now, there's a place for all of those levels of honesty, but nevertheless, we need to be honest And that requires the second thing that marks out this prayer, this type of prayer of faith that James is talking about, and that's prayer together. Notice what he says, call the elders of the church. Now, I think that this has led to some confusion. Call the professional prayers. I don't think it means that at all. Jesus said to ordinary people about praying and James says that the prayer of a righteous person uh, will uh, um, will accomplish much. G- uh, James is saying that confess your sins to one another. Uh, I think that call the elders. Remember that the churches that James is writing to are, are not people with clergy and staff and uh, you know hierarchy kind of ministry type people, elders, whoever they are. The elders were just the people whose home it was. They were they were the elders. They were perhaps the leaders in their family. In other words, call the elder. Get people together. I don't think it really means call the elders as if there's something special from them. Although that does have its place. So let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. But nevertheless, call the elders. Let, let gather the church together. And remember, the church was just a household. The church was just a group of people that were sharing life together. Gather the people around you together and get praying for this thing. And if you're going to pray together, do you know what? You have to pray out loud. I know that sometimes that that's an issue and a struggle and something we need to learn to lean into. But we need to pray together, so we need to learn to pray out loud, which is part of the honesty, isn't it? And part of the vulnerability. I'm willing to be vulnerable and open with you and share a little bit of my heart and share about the way that I pray, share my inadequacies with praying uh, uh, with you so that we can pray together. So two really important things, and I think about the prayer of faith. The first is that we should be honest, and the second is that therefore we need to do it together. So better might be not, I will pray for you. Better might be, let me pray for you now. Let's pray about that now. Let's seize this moment to pray. That's the N of Claire's action from last week, the the now. Let's pray now. And thirdly and finally, the prayer of faith perseveres. I notice that James uh, reaches back into the Old Testament, doesn't he? And he picks up this story about Elijah who waited and prayed for what? Three and a half years. That's some perseverance. You might say, actually, that's nothing. I've been uh, uh, praying for 30 and a half years, not just three. But notice that little word that appears uh, at the end before Elijah's prayer is answered. It says, again, he prayed. Is there a prayer that you have been praying that maybe you've stopped, maybe you've forgotten, maybe you've got disillusioned uh, about, and it's time to start that prayer again? Do you know what? That is a shed load easier if you're doing that with other people. I think our ability to persevere in prayer is directly related to praying with 
others. I have found the early morning prayer meeting super helpful to keep me praying about things that by myself I would probably have already given up praying about. So there we have, have it, the prayer of faith, honesty, togetherness and perseverance. What's God saying to you about your prayer life? Hey, and one final thing before we leave the book of James that's super important. Can you see it there in those final verses, verses 19 to 20? Bring back those who are wandering. We know statistically that many churches have known people fall off the wagon, move to the edge of the community, get disconnected through this whole lockdown period. We are sure that that's true for those, some of us in the Burlington family. However hard we've tried to keep in touch, to keep contact, to keep connected through phone calls and Zoom calls and uh, uh, community leaders have done a fantastic job, the communities themselves. However hard that's been, we're, we're concerned that some people might have kind of got to the edge of the community to use James's language, found themselves wandering in a bit of a desert, a bit disconnected. It's our job, all of us, notice what it says, he's writing to the ordinary Christians to bring back those who are wandering. I'm asking you this week, will you identify someone you know who you think may be finding themselves in a little wandering place, in a bit of a desert place, a little bit lost as we've come to the end of these restrictions. Would you reach out to them this week, please? Would you do something to reach out to someone that maybe you think is a little disconnected now as a result of all that we've been through? Remember what he says, the joy of of bringing people back. We can be uh, God's agents in helping people rediscover uh, God, rediscover his family and so on. So we know how easy it is during this locked time period to have found ourselves perhaps wandering in a bit of a desert having lost our way a little bit let's be good friends let's be good brothers and sisters good family members to those people so I'm asking you please by definition the wanderers are not watching this but you are will you please reach out to someone who perhaps is wandering at the moment and help them find their way back to family above all to find their way back to being reconnected with God So God bless you this week.